And good afternoon, folks. Right now, it is, my goodness, it is right now 12.07 on this Tuesday, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. As we uh, speak, as we're uh, coming to you right now, on this uh, Tuesday, and again, it's it's going to be a, a big day uh, just as far as over the next two days as we try to get more information with exactly what Governor McKee is planning on doing about these mask mandates. And also another question is what exactly is Governor McKee going to do regarding uh, this whole notion of this emergency power? that he still has right now. So, folks, as we kick things off, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought by Henry Oil. Listen, fill up your oil tank. Go with the original. Go with the best. It's Henry Oil. Give them a call today. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today at 401 401- 521-0200-401-521-0200 for Henry Oil. Since 1947, when you think about it, that's uh, they have a, pri- a proud legacy and story dedicated to the people of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Remember, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today online at henryoil.com or call them at 401 401- Five two one zero two hundred four zero one five two one zero two hundred at Henry Oil. This Camille, hi there, Wolf. Hola, folks. Remember, you can uh, tune in. We have the noon report on Facebook, so you can uh, tune in. We do that, and then we do the uh, nighttime program, which we uh, people affectionately like to refer to as one after dark, which is always nice, folks. So again, you can um, check that out. It's a happening. Uh, just go to the website, depetro.com, and uh, then you can, you can also link to the Facebook page that way, but then you can also find me on Facebook at Sean DePetro Show. But again, Henry Oil, online at henryoil.com, or call them 401-521-0200. So folks, again, it is Tuesday. Now, we don't have the exact date as of yet. But we are, or time, I should say. I am hearing that, in fact, that Governor McKee is planning on having his um, weekly press briefing tomorrow. And there's a lot at stake right now. And some things that, you know, need to be addressed. And again, good afternoon to everybody tuning in. Part of our uh, live feed that we do at noon, the noon report, noon to one. And then uh, we also uh, do it at nighttime. But something that can't be ignored, and that is uh, those that give a safe haven to a lot of the union individuals, many members, teachers, uh, members of the teachers union. And people need to remember that, as I like to remind people, these these members of the teachers union, uh, at least like a Bob Walsh, NEA, Rhode Island, and so forth. I just want to remind people they're they're not educators. Now, there's a difference with, uh, you know, sometimes someone's a union representative who may be uh, an educator. But by and large, the union people, they're so busy with all their union work that most of the time, I'm not going to say all the time, but a lot of the time, they actually do very little in the classroom. But um, but I think what needs to be called out, called out is, as you know, or if you've been following, how Spotify has been really under fire. And one of the reasons they're under fire is they're saying that Spotify allows Joe Rogan. Now, they're saying COVID misinformation. What Spotify is really doing is Joe Rogan just gives an alternative to what he has doctors on that say something quite different than what the quote traditional norm you know says about covid and about how the vaccine and how to overcome it and so forth and so my point is now stay with me there's a lot of calls that spotify you know they shouldn't be giving him a safe haven well i'm going to start to say there's also some media outlets that need to be called into question who provide a safe haven for misinformation from union representatives. Now, you know, <coughs> excuse me, Bob Walsh, Captain Creep, he certainly, you know, is not going to come on with the likes of someone with me 
or someone who will challenge them. And it is pathetic right now in the year 2022 that Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee still feels he has to, you know, bow to these union heads, these union bullies, these union representatives. He's got to kiss the ring. He's got to bow to them. He has to, you know, genuflect to them instead of just saying, hey, listen, that COVID, we are, we're getting the kids, all of them back in school, and they're not wearing stupid masks. But he won't do that. And so what they do instead is they put out union representatives in a safe haven, right? They only will go where they get no pushback, free access. And that's wrong. And my point is that there should be pushback on members of the media that roll over and they say, oh, I I didn't know. I just, no, no, you know exactly what's going on. This is a battle right now. There's too many people straddling the fence. You are either with parents and children or you're with them. Stop playing the whole, I didn't know. I was just letting them on. No, no, that's not what's going on. You're purposely allowing them on the, the airwaves to provide misinformation, propaganda that gives McKee cover. At the very least, just admit why you have them on. It's certainly not to the benefit of parents. It's not to the benefit of children. The only people that benefits is the union. And folks, what's so telling, and I want you to understand this. And right now at 1213 on this Tuesday, good afternoon, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Again, you can listen online at the website, DePietro.com, which is brought to you by the Centerdale Comfort Food Cocktails, Centerdale Revival. I love it there. 2025 Smith Street, North Providence. If I was a betting man, I'd be willing to bet that Juan's going to be there sometime this weekend. I am. The weather's getting warmer. The snow is melting. We've had it with COVID. But let's be very clear. I'll tell you exactly what this is. And no one will tell you this. I'll tell you what Governor McKee and his allies, right, and what they're trying to come up with. See, with the unions, nothing is done for free. So they put in the mask mandate. Kids have to wear a mask in the classroom. How many children are at Hasbro right now with COVID that are battling blah, blah, blah? The answer is zero. Now, there are children that have other underlying illnesses, but the fact of the matter is children belong in school. The schools are safe. That's where the children learn. But here's the part that a lot of people don't get is there's no end to the feeding the money pit. There's no one. It's it's all smoke and mirrors. See, everything is a deal, no deal too small. In in the world, here's what your local media, I will say it right now, where they're letting you down at 1215 on this Tuesday, with the exception of the chosen one, <clears throat> where they're letting you down is, I don't, I don't think some people get this. You, you have to stop thinking of them as, see, because it's teachers unions, People think of it harkens, oh, I my favorite teacher and it's such a noble profession and, you know, teaching children to read and sing and play an instrument and learn about the work. You know, you have to stop thinking that because that's not what the teachers union people are. As I have said repeatedly, they are professional blanking negotiators. Doesn't matter. Think of them as the pipe fitters union. So here's the part that you, like some people see what's going on. This whole business about you want to unmask children in schools. What you don't understand is what Governor McKee is dealing with, with the teachers unions. And he has to stop being intimidated by them and afraid of them. Because what they're really saying is, whoa, 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 you want to change the dynamic. You want to go from mass in school to no mass. Now remember, with them, no matter what it is, There's nothing, you have to get it out of your mind that anything is free. So what they're really saying is, if you want to unmask the kids in school, right, the public schools, you have to pay. Bottom line is you have to pay. It has nothing to do with science. It has nothing to do with whether or not there are their children getting COVID and up in the hospital. No, thank God. It's nothing like that. Do children learn better without a mask? Of course. What are the what are the experts saying? Irreparable harm. 
But this is the problem for Governor McKee. See, they've already trained him. The Providence teachers signed the new contract with them. Providence teachers signed the new contract. There's 3,000 less kids in the Providence schools. You know what the next conversation should be? Closing schools in Providence. You have 3,000 less students. People are finding other places to take their kids. They go into Catholic schools. They go into private schools. They certainly want out of the traditional public school and they want to go to charter schools. So children are fleeing there. But when Governor McKee, because the state took over, when he signed that new contract with them or had them sign the contract, what did they get? $3,000 bonus. See, they trained him. You want us to sign the contract? It's 3000 You want the state workers to get the vaccine? It's 3000 So what do you think their response is? When Governor McKee is saying, we want to have a conversation about taking the masks off the children in the schools. Take a guess what their response is. You guessed right. Fine. As long as every teacher is paid $3,000, we'll allow you to take the masks off the children in the classroom. Folks, it begins and ends with money. It's all about money. They don't come out and say it's money. They're going to say it's smokescreen, it's this, it's science. Randy White, but, but that's why they're going out. Coordinated effort. Now, I didn't hear it. I'm told another union official was on the radio this morning. Why are they doing this? Because McKee is saying, listen, you got to go out and give me cover. You got to make your argument to the public. You got to back me up on this. So they take to the airwaves. They go to safe havens, places like Cackle and Pork Boy, where they get no pushback. And they're able to spew whatever the hell they want to spew. But just make no mistake about it. This has nothing to do with children. This has nothing to do with learning. This has nothing to do with the fact that it's ridiculous. You have five-year-old, four-year-old children sitting in a classroom wearing a mask, let alone you can't learn a foreign language with the mask. What is it? It's always about, it's like the movie, the scene, all the president's men follow the money. It's about the money. It's all about the money. It's always about the money. Providence teachers, there was no reason to give them $3,000, but they trained McKee. That's how you do it. So now he's trained. So when he says, hey, listen, I want to take the mask off the schools. What do you think they're saying? Okay, 3000 each teacher. We don't care how you, where you get the money from. You got to break it up. 1500 now, 1500 in the summer or whatever. Like, it makes no difference to us as long as you're going to come up with the three grand. Folks, that, that is what we are living in right now. And the leader of it, Randy Weingarten. Went on Morning Joe this morning. Again, safe haven, right? And what do they argue? Oh, you know, there isn't enough evidence and blah, blah, blah. And let's say this is Randy Weingarten. She is. She controls Providence, Warwick, Pawtucket, Cranston, Woodsocket. She is the top person. Um, she is the one. Hey, we were the ones that have wanted to close the school. Everything with them is a negotiation. Remember, Everything's a deal, no deal too small. You don't, you don't, if you said, uh, you know, we realized a lot of teachers are leaving the lights on in their classroom, so we'd like to remind teachers to shut off the light in the classroom. What do you think the answer would be? And what's in it for the teacher? Is it an extra, what, $50 a week? $100 a week? You don't expect, see, there's nothing free. There's nothing free. This is Randy Weingarten. This morning, and this is, I also want you, this is really important for you to understand. This is where they get their talking points from. This individual provides them through email, through Zoom calls. Here are the talking points they filter out to tell all the union officials. This is what you say. When you have people saying, we want to take the mass off children, you say, okay, how much, what are you willing to pay? Everything's a deal, no deal too small. So, all right, here's uh, Randy Weingarten on Morning Joe. Let's hear it. Okay, it's time to get rid of the masks. Isn't there enough science available already? Well, that's why I'm saying that we're, if we 
you know, we believe in an off-ramp. I asked for, I asked Dr. Cardona and Dr. Walensky to start planning for an off-ramp in November, pre-Omicron. Off-ramp. But then you had the Omicron surge, and the masks were back on, and then the K95 masks were back on. So the real question becomes, New how do we make sure that people can plan for it, and, and what are the measures so that everybody knows, so it doesn't feel like it's based upon politics, it feels like it's based upon... Huh. Um, this lady. No wow. In school. And huh. It feels like the four or five different factors, which is what New Jersey used, are um, vaccination rates. That's what Massachusetts uses. Low community spread. Thank God, Omicron is like down to three percent or so in in New York and New Jersey. Um, low hospitalizations, and it and and so I'm just asking the CDC to actually weigh in here so that we have that kind of guidance around the country. You know, this is um, as you know, and I want to give credit, folks. And again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to give credit to Donna Perry, we had her on last hour, who said, listen, it's not that tough, right? All right, give the teacher the K95 mask, put them in the classroom. They they have the vaccine. They get the vaccine first, right? They got the booster first. Even though there's no mandate on the teachers, there's mandate on healthcare workers, there's mandate on police, there's mandates on fire, uh, no mandate on the teachers, but put them with the K95 mask and unmask the kids. Oh, no, not so fast. We're asking the see anything to slow it down. We're asking the CDC to weigh in here. Not so fast. Some of these politicians, <coughs> excuse me, who we control, moving a little too quickly. See, they want to have numbers because then you can always argue the numbers. They never want. Does it make sense right now, today? Governor McKee, today. Could announce that's it. No more mass mandate. He instituted it. Now he's trying to decide. Does he do local decision? School committees in pick a place. Lincoln, Smithfield, Cumberland, Providence, Johnston, all over. Does he have the school committees do mass mandate or does he do it? He's trying to poll it right now. He's not sure. He's trying to poll whether he should be the hero with children with no mask, or should he be, no, 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 the cautious one. He also has to deal with, as we said, with the teachers' unions. Remember, nothing is free. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Kogi. It's R.E. Coogan Heating. Call them today, 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Plumbing, heating, and cooling. Online, recooganheating.com. You have an emergency, call them, 401-732-6562. Find them on Facebook, and then the website is recooganheating.com. But if your heating system is not working as efficiently as it could, call Coogan Heating today, 401-732-6562. So there's a lot of debate right now with... um, Folks, again, visit the website, depetro.com. We have, you know, I, I, I just, we're the only ones that really bring this stuff out. Uh, there's also a story in the Providence Journal that State Senator Tierra Mack feels that it should be the place of the teacher to teach children how to pleasure themselves with sexual activity. Uh, there's a lot of parents have reservations about that. I don't blame them, by the way. But good luck if you think that the local media would ever write anything negative about State Senator Tara Mack. Not happening, no way, no matter what she does, she gets a pass because she's a woman of color, she's a member of Black Lives Matter, and she is openly gay. What does that mean for local media? Ban- no, there's no such thing as negative coverage. Every story about her must be positive, no matter what she does. She got in an accident. Her car was unregistered. She had an out-of-state driver's license. The story was still positive. Oh, look how difficult it must be for someone of color to get their car registered during COVID. Forever the victim. So, of course, that story is going to be positive. But again, check out the website, petro.com. Many of the things that she puts out 
says social media it is it is just so reprehensible and uh disrespectful and disgraceful and you will only see it on the website petro.com which is brought to you by end zone sports pub remember stop it and see them great place have a drink watch your favorite sports teams clean friendly and also folks the karaoke starts 8 30 on friday and saturday nights i'll see you End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. So, but there's a big debate that's going on right now at the um, Rhode Island State House. And I want to give credit to um, Kathy Gregg. See, you know what, as I'm about to do that, I'm seeing, I want to give credit to Ted Nisi. Republican Ashley Collis has taken an official steps towards a run for governor. After registering to vote in Rhode Island, the Rhode Island GOP chairwoman says still exploratory, but thinks an announcement is forthcoming. Well, I'm just telling you right now, I'm not voting for a tourist with money. I'm not voting for a tourist with money. And that's all she is. She bought a house in Newport. She bought a house in Newport last May. And now she feels she's going to run the state. I don't think so. But I want to just touch on, I want to give credit to Kathy Gregg of the Province Journal. An unseen battle's been playing out. Line up votes to extend Governor McKee's emergency COVID powers by 45 days. He wanted them 60. Now they're saying maybe 45. Who did they ask along the way? Dr. Megan Rainey, of course, of Brown, making the case to the COVID-weary lawmakers. Folks, it's all about power. It's all about power. And uh, no, uh, this whole business, Governor McKee, well, we're getting all this. Listen, that's taxpayer money. This guy has been on such a spending spree. What an absolute joke. Such a spending spree. Given a billion, two billion, two billion to spend and blowing through money. All the I know a guy type deals. And and what does he do? He attacks Channel 12 in the process. Well, I look forward to his press briefing tomorrow. Because the fact is, look at this. He still has to get permission from the unions on whether or not he can take off the mask of the children in schools. So the media right now is celebrating, as I said, this sex education bill includes pleasure, sets off alarms with some parents and lawmakers. When wouldn't that be the case? State Senator Tierra Mack, listen, she says and does things just to get a rise out of people. That's what I believe. With no pushback from local media, from Mack, a gay woman who grew up in the conservative Christian South. What does that mean? How do you know what her neighborhood was like? What her uh, town was like? The conservative Christian South. That there was any discussion of sexuality stopped. Fear-based curriculum. Well, see, when you have a state, when you basically have, uh, they have outlawed. If you're a teacher, there's nothing against the law of you of having if if a 26 year old teacher male wants to engage in sexual activity with a 16 year old student in Rhode Island, there's no law prohibiting it. So, of course, maybe some parents might be a little cause for alarm when the person that's always screaming about white supremacy, who's always screaming about Black Lives Matter, who's always screaming about transgender rights. So, you know, maybe some parents might have some reservations about a sex education bill. They want to make it a bill. They want to make it that anything goes. That if you have a 30-year-old male teacher and he wants to talk to sixth graders uh, or whatever age the teacher is, But I was going to say they're also they don't outlaw any type of sexual relationship between the two. So you can have sixth grade teaching the children how to pleasure themselves, pleasure each other. You know, folks, this is the same crowd. The progressives, right, where, you know, you've heard the stories in Providence where a little girl comes home and 
and start saying to her mother that, you know, you know, a little fifth grader or excuse me, a five year old who's holding hands on the bus with a little five year old friend, as little kids will do, or, you know, two little six year old girls. And, you know, this is where you have the progressive teachers saying, well, you know, you may the two of you may want to get married someday. And the little girl went home and told her parents of, you know, I, I told them that I want to, you know, get married and have children, just like you and daddy. And the teacher kept saying, well, you don't know that. You may want to marry another little girl. Or you may want to marry another woman. Look how you're holding hands with her. Or if there are two boys that are best friends and they consider themselves best friends. And you have the progressive teachers saying, well, you know, you little Jimmy may want to marry little Harry. And little Jimmy, you may want to experiment in touching little Harry. Or maybe, you know, little Harry wants to experiment with the gym. T- I mean, this is, and I'm glad people are going on after them online. This is grooming. This is grooming. But just the way it's phrased in the paper, you know, the Providence Journal, of course, Linda Borg, who is like hideous, who just talk about like in the tank for the teachers unions. And, you know, she had the, the big quote when. Um, <clears throat> she had the big quote when the John Hopkins report that came out and said, oh, come on, give me a break. Uh, everybody looked the other way with the Providence schools. I stopped reporting on how bad the Providence schools were a long time ago. Like, get with, well, now everybody knows how terrible they, no, that's not true. That's not true. And, you know, and it also comes back to the fact that the Providence schools, folks, the Providence schools, Think of this. It's 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 shameful at 1233. And I'll say this about Mayor Alorza, of which I have been a heavy critic of Mayor Jorge Elorza, but I have been a big critic of him. But he was talking about a transformational contract. He was talking about, listen, we can't continue to keep doing it the same way. And Governor McKee folded like a tent. He he fell folded like a cheap suit. Oh, yeah, just sign the contract. Do everything the same way you've been doing it. And I'll give you a $3,000 bonus. I mean, it, it, it is pathetic. The Providence test scores during the pandemic, 95%, 95% of the students are not proficient in math. That's, that, that is a crime. That is a failure. So what does that mean? That means 95% of students cannot do math at the grade level they're at. If they're in eighth grade, 95% of the class are doing math at a seventh grade level, sixth grade level, or below. Is that something you give a $3,000 bonus to? English, 90%. Of the students, nine zero ninety percent of the students are not proficient in English. What does that mean? It means nine out of ten students cannot do English at an eighth grade level. If you're in eighth grade, they perform it at either a seventh grade level, sixth, or below. Nine out of ten, ninety percent. What did Governor McKee say? Here's a three thousand dollar bonus. Why are you rewarding them? That's a failure. So I do give credit to Mayor Lorza. Not a lot of credit, but I give him credit on that one. He was very adamant that what they needed was, as he called it, a transformational contract. What did Governor McKee want? He wanted it off his desk. So now where are we? Well, it's Tuesday. It is February 8th. Excuse me. It's 1235. You're listening to the John DePietro show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. And now Governor McKee's getting pressure. They even put out a fake poll. They put out a fake poll to say 80% of parents want mass in school. Complete lie paid for by the teachers union or fake propaganda. They use those two stooges, Gary Sass and Fleming. Listen, if you pay them, they'll, they'll, they'll get you to have a poll say whatever the hell you want it to say is the answer. So they even came out with a fake poll. 80% of Rhode Island parents want their children in mass. Fake. 
McKee's feeling pressure. 400 parents went up to the state house last week. Unmask our children. And he still doesn't, most of the time, most of the time, that would give a politician the backbone, the courage, if you will, to say, that's it, I've heard enough. We're taking the masks off the children in school. They're not filling up the emergency rooms. They're not filling up the hospitals. The teachers have vaccinations. The teachers have boosters. The teachers have the NKN95 masks, whatever the hell it is. Pass those out. You have a bunch of them. We're going to have the teachers. If you want to wear a mask, you're a teacher. Fine. Kids unmask. Even still then, he has to go to the teachers union. Uh, would it be okay if we unmask the teachers? Not a problem as, at all, as long as you're going to give out $3,000 bonuses. Not a problem, Dan. Just keep the checks coming. Folks, that is not a profile in courage. That is not doing what's best for the parents or the students. That's why, right, they said to a union head, Get on the airwaves with the cackle and start talking about parents don't want it. Kids like the mask. Kids are afraid to take the mask off. Calling Walsh, right? Telling Walsh, you get on with Pork Boy. Keep pushing the poll results. Keep pushing. You're going to follow the science. We need pushback on this. We need to silence these parents. We need to give Governor McKee cover so he can continue to be a puppet and just give, keep giving out the bonuses. That is the game plan, but only go to safe havens, period. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Propane Plus. Listen, call Propane Plus. They want to be your propane supplier, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Propane Plus, three generations serving you. Service needs, delivery needs, serve you for a long time. They offer online billing, ability to schedule your service delivery at the click of a button, free safety inspection, Propane Plus. Folks, look for them online at propaneplus.com. And remember, if you're a lot of restaurants use propane tanks for heating or lights, call Propane Plus right now. 401-885-4209. Of course, you can mention the John DePietro Show. Folks, it's Propane Plus. This portion of our program is brought to you by Kenny Delgarian, president of Delgarian Properties, well-known developer in Rhode Island, 40 years, strong reputation. If you go to the website, dePietro.com, we have a link to all the fine properties that he has. It's uh, Delgarian Properties. Check it out online at dePietro.com. So, so where does this leave this? Leave us? Well, you know, Governor McKee, look at this headline. McKee reviewing Rhode Island school mask mandate as other governors set end dates. That's not a leader. That's a follower. That's not a leader. That's a follower. He's following to see. Right? He's got his head over his fence, over the fence to see what his neighbors are doing. He's following to see what the other states are doing. And then he's going to the unions and saying, can we please take, can we please remove the mask off the kids? And what are the union heads saying? As long as you're willing to pay our teachers, because nothing is free. Right? What's the line from Jackson Brown? Nobody rides for free. Bruce Springsteen, that's one of the lines in Born to Run. Um, is it Born to Run? No, it's, um, it's the other Springsteen song. Uh, Thunder Road, it ain't free. Look at this headline, Rhode Island Public School Enrollment down by nearly 5,000 students during the pandemic. Folks, parents have had enough. And I'll also say this, at 1240, by and large, there's a few exceptions. The Rhode Island public school experiment has failed. The Rhode Island public school experiment has failed. Of course, there's always going to be some spots, right? Some, some, um, some, some exa- not examples, but some portions of it, the exceptions to the rule, if you will. But by and large, and parents have had it. What they're going to have to start doing in Providence is closing schools. Now you have another battle. Do you really think Governor McKee? I know that he was the charter school mayor, 
He was the mayoral academies. That was then. This is now. He doesn't want them going against him in his bid for governor with the uh, September primary looming. Channel 12. Statewide Rhode Island Public Schools lost 5,000 students. October 2019 to October 2021. Two years. Five. That's a lot. The enrollment drop is not distributed evenly across all schools. Traditional public school districts lost 6,500. Public charter schools gained 1,500. The state's overall public school population has increased five years prior to that. There are 138,000 students attending public schools down from 143. In Providence, enrollment fell from 24,000 students 21,000 students. What did Governor McKee do? 3,000 less students. Did they close schools? No. He gave out $3,000 bonuses to the teachers. It's ridiculous. It's failed. Charter schools, they start school when they want. The teachers are not in a union. They don't have all these union rules. They have longer school days. And children are learning. There should be school choice. If you're a parent and you want to send your child to a Catholic school, you shouldn't have to pay for the public school in your area. The money should follow your child. That's when you fund children, not systems. I repeat, boy, it'd be nice to have a candidate running for governor that says if you live in Cumberland and you send your child to a Catholic school or a private school, Your taxpayer money goes towards that school. They need to pull it apart. School systems, your tax bill should not be all combined. The tax bill for the education system in your city or town should be separate. And then when you send your child to a Catholic school or a private school, or maybe you homeschool and you keep the money. But it should not be going towards the failed public schools. And that's what they are. They are failed public schools. They're not going to get better. They're not learning. They're expensive daycare operations is what they are. The experiment has failed. They should blow it up. And what I mean by that is dismantle the system. It's not working. So what do you have? Connecticut governor recommends ending mask mandate. Governor McKee needs some more time to look over it. Listen, what what is there to look at? Dr. Scott isn't even here. Oh, yeah. Good thing we're going to be paying Dr. Scott 46K a month. McKee to provide update on school masking policy as surrounding states drop mandates. Not a profile in courage. Nope. Follower, not a leader, which is fine. I get it. Follower, not a leader. Let's see what the other people are doing. Well, the problem is I can't get permission from the teachers unions. Governors, New Jersey, Connecticut announcing the drop in the school mask mandate. The governor of Rhode Island said he's still waiting to hear back if he can get permission from the teachers union. Why is he saying he I like this line. The governor has met with key education stakeholders, union leaders. Had calls with neighboring states asking permission to remove the mask. The unions have said the only way they'll agree is if the governor will pay the teachers to do it. Now they're in a negotiation. What a joke. Uh, Dr. Ja, I think relaxing mask mandates uh, is pretty, even he's saying it. But see, the thing is, folks, see, Governor McKee wants to have his cake and eat it, too, which should not be surprising when it comes to this governor. He wants to curry favor with the unions, which is why he said, oh, I I didn't uh, I didn't uh, I didn't I didn't offer school choice week. They must have forged my signature, which they did not. No, I uh, I want to seem like a hero who's taking the mask off the children. But at the same time, I don't want to fall out of favor with the teachers union. I feel that they're then going to back someone else in the primary. Hey, Governor, guess what? You can't have it both ways. The children are waiting. The parents are waiting. The taxpayers are waiting. You know, uh, you know, calls pork boy. Uh, Get those teachers union people on your show. You and cackle. Uh, Tell them, you know, it's still not safe and uh, we need to up our 
PR effort here. Because otherwise, I, I, I don't want to be seen as that I'm going against the union and blah, blah, blah. I mean, folks, it is just whatever happened to what about the children? You know, that um, that John Hopkins report that came out that was so scathing that even the Wall Street Journal jumped in about the failing Providence schools. One of the things that the education commissioner talked about was everything's adult centric. Everything in the Providence uh, Teachers Union in the Providence schools, adult centric. There's nothing for the students. How come there's no open house for parents? Because eh, the teachers don't like to have to say after school. How come there's nothing for parents to communicate with the uh, the teachers? You know, because it's a lot on the parents. Excuse me, it's a lot on the teachers. Well, a lot of the teachers don't like to have to go back into Providence once they get home. So there's no teacher-parent conference. Everything's about the teachers. Everything's adult-centric. Nothing is geared towards the students. And they have paid the price. Now, I also want to mention, by the way, and I'm not letting her off the hook, a lot of the PR BS nonsense. I was there. I was sitting right there at Veterans Auditorium when Governor Amundo stepped up to the microphone and said, you know, I'm so pleased to announce Rhode Island's number one in distance learning. Totally made up. No one could, everyone was applauding. Oh, that is fantastic. Her and Dr. Scott high-fying each other. No one thought, how are you measuring that? What does that mean, Rhode Island is number one in distance learning? That was fabricated. It was all made up. It was just a talking point to try to ingratiate herself with the Biden people. They sent the Biden people, because she wanted to be the VP, a clip of her saying, and we're so proud to announce Rhode Island is number one in distance learning. What does that even mean? Never defined. Media loved it. God, she's good. I remember walking out of Veterans Auditorium, some of the female TV reporters. I mean, she's just, this was them. She's just amazing. She's just incredible. Can you imagine 50 states, we're number one in distance learning? I said, what, do you notice that she didn't offer a metric or any proof of, why are you so negative towards her? The woman has made the state number one in distance learning and you're just negative. Listen, I'm not negative. I'm just saying, what is that based on? What does that even mean? Who's to say Rhode Island is number one in distance learning? We're more than Massachusetts. We're more than, you know, whatever. Pick a state. Virginia. We're more than, I don't know, Connecticut, New Hampshire. Why are we number one in distance learning? Why can't you just accept that we're finally number one? Why do you have to be so negative? I'm just asking for some verification. Gina Raimondo stood there and said we're number one in distance learning and everyone's just reporting it. And then they send the clip of that to the Biden administration. I'm just saying, what is that based on? Anyone can stand there and say we're number one. Providence College just, you know, is now a, a, a top 15 team. You could even argue they should be top 10. Anyone can just say that they're number one or they're top 10. Folks, check out the website, depetro.com, which is brought by Soul Source Restoration. Now, remember, they clean and disinfect residential commercial properties, prevent the virus from spreading. Soul, S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration. There's a link on the website, depetro.com. Call them for a free quote, 401-712-2700. I want to play for you just as an example. People wonder about media bias. Now, a lot of people won't like this, but when has that ever stopped one in the past? So there's someone running for governor. She worked for Governor Raimondo. Governor Raimondo had to get rid of her because she was so atrocious. And she has no personality. And she she was just, think of that, Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo had to get rid of her in 2016 because she was just... She was destroying her. So the media doesn't report that. So now her name is Joy Fox. She worked for Raimondo. She worked for Langevin. And she's decided it's the year of the woman. So she's going to run for office. This is her video. If I want to be kind, I would use the words dull and drab. 
I've heard of people saying I'm running for the voters. This entire video, this person, by the way, and I want to be very clear. This is not about gender. There are people. She she happens to be a female who just has no personality. Now, we're going to find out. Maybe you don't have to have a personality. Maybe she watched Langevin and said, all right, I'm going to be like a wooden, you know, a wooden person with no personality or charisma. Um, and I even put there's a difference between low energy and no energy. Like Jeb Bush was considered low energy. This is the drabest video. Now, the only thing is she does have the local media likes her. The local media has dealt with her. She's even attended the wedding, apparently, of certain members of the media. But this is, I I just can't believe, and this was the best they could come up with. She has a drab background. I'm going to guess by this, unmarried, no children. She's running for office for her family members. (laughs) Joy Fox in a, a, a drab Again, I'm not going to get into the whole thing of women are judged by what they wear. I'm not. But there's just like what's frightening is this was probably the best she could do. And I'm not saying people need a fake laugh or anything, but like this is just here. Let me play it. Here it is. Joy Fox. Hi, I'm Joy Fox, and I'm running to represent the people of Rhode Island's second congressional district. I've lived here my whole life. Like so many of you. I grew up in this house in Cranston. My parents still live here. I've spent my life working to make a difference for our community. That's why I'm running for Congress, to make a difference for all our families. I'm running for my mom, who worked full-time and raised five kids. She's now my dad's full-time caregiver as he struggles with Alzheimer's. I'm running for all caregivers and know how hard it is and how much help we need. I'm running for my brother PJ and advocates like him, working to bring jobs and opportunities to people facing the toughest challenges. We've got to do more. And I'm running for my sister Molly, a physician assistant, working alongside so many dedicated healthcare workers in this pandemic. Like many others, Molly is still facing mountains of student loan debt. I'll fight for our healthcare workers and for people crushed by student loans. I'm running for my brother Tim, a Navy veteran, and for all veterans who have served our country. You've put everything on the line, and I'll be here for you. I'm running for my sister Hannah, who works in Rhode Island's beautiful outdoors. She's deeply worried about climate change, and I am too. And I'm running for my niece and nephew, and all our kids. We need a representative in Congress who knows this district and is willing to fight for everyone. We need to get past this pandemic and get back to work and school. My family is counting on that, and I know yours is too. I'm eager to listen and to talk with you in the days ahead. Please join me in this campaign for all our families and the future we can build together. Thank you. All right, and I don't want to pile on here, folks, because there's certainly a, uh, the challenge here is to not pile on. And, you know, a lot of times you've got to give credit to someone at least to throwing the hat in the ring and running. But what does that even mean? And I'm here for all veterans. <clears throat> Listen, the last thing Rhode Island needs, I would argue, and folks, again, good afternoon at 1254. It is one. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Now, it's 1255. We're coming up to the one o'clock news and then uh, next hour is radio only, radio only. So you can listen to AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. We have a lot more sound to go to. Um, I believe that that trucker convoy is coming to coming to the United States, and that's going to be exciting. I'm hearing more and more about that. But uh, what I what I wanted to mention was the fact that what, what does that even mean? Right. I'm here for all veterans. Like how the last thing Rhode Island needs is someone who's going to be a junior to Cicilline. The last thing we need. Right now, no one is happy with the direction of the state. We have four Democrat representatives in Washington. We have the governor is a Democrat, the Speaker of the House is Democrat, the Senate president. The state, if not for $2 billion in COVID funds and, and also no money coming back to taxpayers because of over $600 million surplus, even though Governor McKee should be returning some of our money in the form of tax cuts. 
But the last thing we need is someone else who's basically going to have no power in Washington. Listen, I know locally they don't want to say it. But the Republican Party is going to retake the House and they're going to retake the Senate. And that's just that's just what's happening. They only need five House, five House seats to retake the House. And it's going to happen. And so what is she, what is she going to do? She's going to be the junior to Cicilline. Do we really need someone who's then just going to be the junior to Cicilline? Who's then just going to vote along the lines of whatever the party tells her to do? I would absolutely argue that it is time that we have someone in Washington who can deal with the Republican Party, who can work with the Republican Party, who could reward the state with some of the benefits of the Republican Party. The Biden administration is going down in flames. And holding on to that seat just to keep a Democrat is not going to work. So I'm not saying running for office has to be, you know, I'm not saying you have to be the life of the party. I'm not saying you could have some one-liners and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> but that to me, like people and people are ex- good for her. A oh, woman in the right. There's no way Seth Magaziner is nervous about that candidacy. I'll tell you that. But wouldn't it be nice to just have a Republican, some balance, some balance in the state, One person in Congress from the state who happens to be a Republican, then maybe someday we could go back to one Democrat senator, one Republican, one Republican congressperson, one Republican regardless of gender. So then the state has someone representing them, whatever the uh, party that in power might be. I think this is the election cycle that people want to see that happen. I do. I do think that it's time. I think people want it. Um, <clears throat> people are tired of the direction that the state is going. I really think so. And but that, you know, the first time someone had asked me when she was announcing, uh, what do you think of Joy Fox running? And I said, you know, I haven't seen her in a while. Ramundo got rid of her because basically she was like killing the Raimondo campaign. She had really bad, Governor Raimondo, Gina, had bad approval ratings. And basically the person in charge of the the communication was Joy Fox. And I said, I I don't know, she just wouldn't, has no personality. And here it is six years later, and it's the same thing. All right, folks, it's 1-1259, excuse me, 1259. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. A lot more sound to bring you up to speed on. The latest on that mask mandate with uh, Governor McKee. So we're going to break. Next hour, you can listen on the website, depetro.com. We'll be back on the other side after the one o'clock news.